Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa and our television broadcast sponsor. Thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show this week, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the downtown studios in the CEP Equine Initiative studio. And we're very excited to let you know we have a great show coming up. Absolutely fantastic lineup with Dr. Kayot from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care talking a little Cushing's. We're also going to have Justine Dutton and Chris Barnard joining us, a couple of local celebrities. I should say local because actually they're Brits, but they're local now. We're very grateful that they're chosen to make the horse capital their, uh, their home base. And we'll have them joining us for several segments to talk a little bit about Justine's very successful career, her new horse, Hallmark, that came over from England recently. Also to chat a bit about her sales and the do's and don'ts buying and selling horses. And then we're going to have Chris talk to us a little bit about his experience in the show jumping world and course design and what makes a really good course and uh, his kind of future bucket list as well. So several segments with them. And then we're going to chat a little bit about the Equine Industry Expo, which was a huge success last week with hundreds of people coming through, some of them touching horses for the very first time in their lives, taking carriage rides courtesy of Larson Hay with David Helmuth. It was a really wonderful event. We had some of the top equestrians from all disciplines here, as well as Hall of Famer Jacinta Vasquez, who was the only jockey, of course, to ever beat Secretariat, who rode Ruffian and Foolish Pleasure. It was a great event. Speaking of Foolish Pleasure, we have a little bit of an exciting event coming up um, here in just a, gosh, what is that, a week and a half away? Um, and that's going to be in Williston. There's going to be a memorial dedication and 50th birthday celebration of Foolish Pleasure, who was actually born in Williston. Um, and they're going to have Jacinto there himself um, and several other uh, very well-known people from the horse world. going to have a big celebration at the Heritage Park. Uh, and that's all going to start at 6 p.m. on the 23rd. And I think this will be a wonderful event to kind of network and mingle with the horse world and also celebrate a horse that was born in Williston that had such an incredible career and dedicating that 50th year memorial, putting that statue up um, that they've had painted to the likeness of Foolish Pleasure and having the very jockey there that also rode the horse is um, is really brilliant. So that well put together there in Williston, very excited about that and hope everybody will come along and help celebrate that memorial dedication to an incredible horse. And that's presented by the Levy County Historic Society. And, you know, we like to claim Williston as part of the horse capital, even though it may not be in Marion County. It's the very county just north. So um, very excited about that. Again, March 23rd at 6 o'clock. 
And um, a quick mention also um, for Sweetheart. Well, not super quick because how could we go quick on this one? So Cadbury every year, the big chocolate company that makes, in my opinion, the best chocolate in the entire world. Um, I've been a Cadbury fan my entire life. Every year they have money tryouts. And the nice thing is you don't have to actually be a bunny to um, be included in their voting. About 14 or 15,000 submissions go in for this every year, sometimes more. And any animal that can wear bunny ears can uh, obviously be submitted. Having taken in over 14,000 submissions, Cadbury got down to the top 10. And Sweetheart, who I was just trotting down the track at the steeplechase with, uh, who is one of the miniature horses trained and owned by Gentle Carousel Miniature Therapy Horses, is in that top 10. As of a couple of days ago, she was two. She was second. Um, you can read all about her if you go to the tryouts link, Cadbury Bunny Tryouts. Um, that's bunnytryouts.cadburyusa.com. And she needs your help. She spends her life going out being a little hero, giving love and support to survivors and those who are traumatized in accidents and tragic events. She's one of 18 or 19 horses that Gentle Carousel have and train. They have to be trained for two years to go and visit hospitals and visit sick and dying adults and children. This is certainly a labor of love. It's a 501c3. They're a wonderful organization that do so much between rehab, hospice, and a number of other places that they visit, as well as Scenes of tornadoes, hurricanes, terrible accidents, school shootings, all that sort of thing. And they go in and they actually even comfort your first responders who've maybe had to come face to face with some terrible tragedy themselves. And um, Sweetheart is just an amazing, amazing little miniature horse. She looks lovely in bunny ears. And we claim her here in the horse capital. So you actually can meet her at OBS this week. And um, we really want to make sure that she... Uh, wins the Cadbury Bunny this year. And the way that you can do that is you can actually vote every day through the 23rd. You can just vote and vote and vote and vote and vote. So if you can vote, ask your family to vote, ask your friends to vote. Gigi and I have been voting every day. Um, you've just got to keep voting and voting and voting. And we're really hoping to see Sweetheart, the miniature therapy horse, be the winner and then the next time you'll see her will probably be on the Cadbury television commercial on TV. So I think that's really cool. We just really want to support her. So um, please do that. Please vote. And let's put that link up one more time. We can't put the actual whole link up that says um, all the way to Sweetheart because it makes it so small that you couldn't see it. But if you go to bunnytryouts.cadburyusa.com, and then click, you'll see 10 images of the different animals that are in the top 10. And you can then click hers and it'll take you there. Um, or you can go to Facebook and find the link on the Gentle Carousel page as well. And then go directly to the link as well. So let's make sure that our little sweetheart wins, shall we? Because we think that's really, really exciting. So we'll keep reminding you and sharing that with you. Um, Jenna Rivera. Her family are going through a little bit of a health crisis at the moment, and to help them financially, um, there is an event coming up on May 8th at the Florida Horse Park, and that is the Superhero Run for Rivera 5K. There's a one-mile option. It's $25 a participant. Groups are welcome. You can just make a donation if you just want to support rather than actually attend, 
Um, it's 9 a.m. to 12. Registration begins at 8. And that, again, is at the Florida Horse Park. Um, and um, a wonderful, wonderful venue to have such a thing, May 8th, as I said. A um, couple of things in the news at the moment. Um, Liz Halliday Sharp, unfortunately, took a bad fall in Tallahassee. Um, she is okay, and so is a horse. She did suffer uh, a swollen leg and ankle and two displaced rib fractures. Um, fortunately, she did have on a vest that deployed, so that was uh, very good news um, as far as that goes. And um, she is recovering, and the horse, fortunately, not hurt. Um, and also mentioned for USEF, I just want to say how impressed I am that um, they have taken the equestrian community and the horses in the Ukraine very seriously, and they have um, set up some funding for horse welfare in this disaster so and war that is going on there. So um, they're working very closely with the FEI and ensuring all funds contributed will be distributed to those who need it the most. So we're very supportive of all of that. Um, the other mention, of course, was Grand Prix rider David Beisel, who also suffered a neck injury um, on March 12th at the World Equestrian Center in Ohio. Um, had to be taken to the ICU and trauma center, where he'll likely have to have surgery on his neck to correct some discs and ligaments. Um, but as of right now, his spinal cord does not appear to be damaged. The horse sustained some minor scrapes and cuts in the fall. Um, he's in good spirits, which is good news. And so both of those equestrians, both uh, Liz Halliday-Sharp and also Beisel, we wish them the best and hope that they recover very quickly. Um, we're always glad that they have very the best equipment, um, of course, to keep them safe. So, And hats off to um, USEF for their efforts in the Ukraine. And you can definitely Google that and see how you can help to support. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We've got a segment with Dr. Adam Kayot on PPID, or as we know it, Cushing's. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show.
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. Enhance your horse's performance, fitness, strength, and rehabilitation with state-of-the-art equipment. ETI treadmills offer the finest European engineering, the highest quality filtration, and no chemicals are required. Follow Equine Therapy International on social media or at equinetherapyint.com. Equine Therapy International provides technologically advanced therapy for horses worldwide. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care with Dr. Adam Kayot, our regular uh, weekly veterinarian on the show. And we are going to talk a little bit about something that we see even starting off in some younger horses with metabolic issues, turning into PPID as they get older better known probably to most of us as Cushing's. Um, Dr. Kayot, tell us a little bit about, first of all, what Cushing's or PPID is, and then kind of when you start to see it, at what age in, in horses? Typically, Cushing's is an old horse disease. Um, Cushing's is um, basically what happens is the pituitary gland gets a tumor on it. The pituitary gland sits at the base of the brain, so it's not like we can go in there and operate on that and remove that. Um, the pituitary gland produces all kinds of hormones and, and regulatory uh, uh, chemicals in our body. When, when the tumor occurs, uh, what ends up happening is the, the pituitary gland continuously produces endogenous steroids, this natural steroid that's produced by the body, and that regulation is not there. So you'll see horses that uh, tend to grow a, a woolly coat and don't shed their coat. Um, they'll have, a lot of times they'll have fat, fat pad displacement, uh, you know, around their body. Um, and then a lot of them, because of the endogenous steroid production, you may have laminitic problems and, and laminitis can, can be a, a normal thing. But the gold standard of does this horse have, have um, Cushing's would be the, the non-shedding um, of their winter coat. And the summer comes around and they just don't shed. That's, that's pathognomonic, what we say, pathognomonic uh, uh, for Cushing's. There are tests, blood tests, that are relatively easy to take or easy to do. That can also give you a definitive if you're kind of on the border um, because there, there's certainly uh, horses that are, are cushionoid but don't necessarily show all the signs or the clinic, clinically golden standard signs, what we say. 
Um, so, so that's what it is, and it typically is an older horse problem, 20s to 30s, you know, um, so that's when you typically see it. You can see it in somewhat younger horses. Um, I, think, I think the earliest I've seen it is like 12 or 13, um, but uh, your young ones, 3, 4, 5, 10, whatever, uh, you don't typically see that. You're much more likely to see metabolic issues or metabolic syndrome um, in, the, in those types of horses. And, and all this is kind of related uh, because you, you do see similar things with Cushing's as opposed to metabolic syndrome, and sometimes they have both. Um, metabolic syndrome is a horse that it's almost like a diabetic horse. It, it can't process sugars well. So these are typically your, your easy keeper horses, the horses that get chubby on, you don't feed them hardly anything, straw and you know, maybe a tumbleweed or something, and they still get, and they still get, uh, and they still get uh, uh, fat. And those horses can be um, tested as well. Um, but diet issues um, are probably the most important thing uh, to help manage those problems and, and, and controlling their diet. It's very hard for some people because they, they basically don't get to eat much. Um, we, I typically, we hate that. We feel terrible when we can't feed our horses. That's exactly right. And you know, and I get that because you know, you have these horses, you like giving them carrots, you like giving them treats and they appreciate it. And that's a, that's a whole bond thing going on there. And I totally appreciate that. And I understand it's hard, but I, I try to stress to them that you need to think about your horse and actually what's best for your horse, because you can understand what's best for best for him or her and, and, and they can't. Um, they are going to miss their peppermints and they're going to might miss their carrots and they might miss their horse cookies. Well, there are horse cookies now designed for horses with that. So at least still you need to like minimize, yeah, minimize. but yes. Yeah. yeah. So try to try to be smart with that. Um, I typically uh, do do um, diet restriction. Um, generally put them on a, a thyroid supplement um, that that can actually, the, the idea is to make them hyperthyroid and that kind of speeds up their metabolism so it, it helps them lose weight. And um, you know, low starch diet, high fat content, those sorts of things that, that help with that. And, and it, um, we see a lot of it. And um, the good part about it is it can be, it can be managed. You have to be disciplined. Um, uh, Cushing's is a little bit easier. You don't you certainly have to worry about diet a bit, but you know, there's a, there, we, we have good meds that, that, those, that those horses can be on that help um, manage the problem. You're not gonna cure these horses of that. You're obviously not gonna get rid of that tumor, but you can manage the side effects and those, that's what ends up getting them in the end. You know, you get a horse that founders really bad and, 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 and you can't, you know, you, you can lose the battle to that. So if you can manage it early on, then that's, that's, that's the name of the game. And, and uh, we, do have, we do have tools available to us that help on both of these issues as far as management and control and um, you know neither one you're going to cure so to speak but you can manage all, all that stuff you can definitely help with the symptoms so really early on even as young as three four five if you have a horse that's an easy keeper that barely eats anything and is a fat roly-poly or a pony which obviously oh, yeah. ponies are very 
predisposed to that. Um, it's very important to manage that early on so that you don't end up with a, a full-blown Cushing's horse later on. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, those, those easy keepers tend to get laminitis and founder too. They don't have to be old to do that. So you get one that, that's an easy keeper. One of the number one things that needs to go on in your brain um, is, hey, I need to be careful with the, what this horse eats. These horses cannot, or they're very, very poor at, like I said, um, um, dealing with the sugars that are in the foods, and that includes grass. So if you have them outside on, on, on a grass field, when the grass comes in, like right now it's dormant, but it's gonna start coming in down here, it starts concentrating its sugars when it, when it starts coming back from dormancy. That's when I see it spring and fall. I'll see these horses pop up with laminitic episodes because the grasses are concentrating its sugars and then the horses are eating it and they can't process it. The insulin levels are not what they're supposed to be and they can't process that sugar and it hits their feet and, you, and you, you'll have tender-footed horses walking all over the place. So uh, I tell people those are the two times a year that you have to be really careful about, spring and fall. When, when the grass is going dormant and then when it's coming back too, you have to start mowing again. <laughs> um, so but, if you actually have access to a more dry lot with less rich grass or you have a barn where you can put the horse in the stall 12 hours a day or whatever and limit that yeah. so there isn't a rush of sugar Absolutely, all at once. Yeah. If you can control what they're eating, that's the best thing to do. And if you don't have, if you don't have that access to a, to a dry lot, I mean, that's, that's actually the best thing. That way you can control exactly how much they're eating. But if you, um, if you don't have access to that and you want them out in the field, I, I'll have them get a grazing muzzle. And, and then we all feel terrible about those, don't we? Exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. This is the problem. Oh, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. But they figure it out. They look kind of funny. They look like a little bit like Hannibal Lecter out there walking around with this thing over their muzzle. But you have to think, I'm, help, I'm, I'm helping him. He doesn't, yeah, he, he, he doesn't understand. So they, they're able to eat. They're able to drink. They're able to figure it out. The only problem you got to worry about is a lot of times buddies pull them off. So if he has a pasture buddy, they'll play with them and pull them off of their, their, their face. So just be aware if that happens, but, um, so check regularly, check regularly, <laughs> keep an eye out. Exactly. Talk to you. That was fantastic. We covered a lot metabolics, Cushing's and things to be aware of. If you have that easy keeper, even if it's a younger horse, just be aware of that. Keep an eye on it, monitor it, talk to your veterinarian about it. Uh, cause it certainly could lead to other much more serious things, spring and fall two times of the year to be extra careful. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here with Dr. Adam Kayot. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com.
and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care seeks to be a leading international veterinary practice that provides state-of-the-art veterinary care to their patients while fostering professional relationships with their clients that stand the test of time. For 24-7 and the best in equine care, check out Peterson and Smith at petersonsmith.com or like them on Facebook now for more information. I've been training racehorses for 31 years and uh, everybody over the industry has always talked about how we need to have integrity in the sport. I listened to everybody for years and years and nobody ever did anything. So one day I just decided, you know, we're gonna do this. It's progressed really well since then. We've been working on it about three years now. And we've gone from, you know, having real, real short reed ranges to over 1,200 feet. And go to big events and where it's taken six to seven hours for horses to come through the gates. Uh, we can do that now to where we can cut it down from you know, nine to 12 minutes per trailer load to less than a minute with no mistakes. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Oh, there we are. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. We definitely have some fuzzy. We might have to do some light adjustment here. <laughs> we don't always have fuzzy. Feel free to adjust the lights as we, uh, as we carry on. We got some fuzzy. Isn't that? That's crazy, isn't it? That's fuzzy. Anyway, I'm excited to have two kind of uh, Ocala superstars here. I call them Ocala superstars. When you hear them talk, you're going to go, they're not Ocala, those are Brits. But we claim them now because they're here, so that's good. Um, very, very, uh, very honored to have Justine Dutton, top equestrian, and Chris Barnard, who actually was an equestrian himself, but is a course designer, and he and Justine have a farm in Reading, and uh, have a wanting a, running a wonderful business together between the two of them. Um, so let's start first of all by welcoming both of you, and we have goodie bags for you as well. Aw, thanks. So we have a piranha bag here that is actually usually see-through on camera, but it's not at the moment. So that's, uh, we've got some lip chip goodies in here. I'll tell you more about lip chip if you weren't watching the commercial. We've also got some goodies from Piranha in here. Nice. This is um, a lip chip chapstick. I always have trouble saying that. <laughs> it never quite comes out quite right. Um, so those goodies are in those bags for you. And there's also a Larkin Hay bag down here for you. Thank you. Oh, thank some goodies you. and a coupon as well in here. Amazing. You know, you can't live without that. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. You use that like every day, mm -hmm. right? And then there's we'll give that to Jen. And some, yeah, and there's a coupon. Oh, hey. thank you. Amazing. So there's two of those <clears throat> down there for you guys. So. One each. Yes. <laughs> so definitely don't leave it without them. Justine, let's start a bit, first of all, with you. Mm -hmm. So you grew up in good old England. Yes. Always around the horses until you were about 16 or so, and then kind of did the thing that we all do at 16. Mm -hmm. So yep. I said I need to have a life, and yes. I won't have a life if I'm in the horses. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and that sort of went on into like a bank job and some corporate work and things that aren't really our cup of tea normally. Yep. And then at 19, you got the horse itch again. Yep. Kind of take us from there about coming back into horses and how you sort of just couldn't live without it. 
Um, so you're right. I was working in London in a corporate job, mm. and um, <laughs> yeah, which was fun for a while, but then you know, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, and I missed the horses, so I decided that I would find a job, or not a job necessarily, but go and find something to do in Canada with a friend. Uh, Sounds like an adventure. Yeah, we found something. Uh, job on the internet just like kind of a working student thing and you know me and my friend applied and went over there and so we ended up there and then I kind of from there went back and forth between Canada and England and then ended up in the US and spent time going between the US and England um, and then ended up basing permanently in the US. In Ocala. In Ocala. Ultimately yes. Makes sense. That's the place to be, right? Yes, it is. Tell us a little bit about going from eventing to being a, a pro show jumper and kind of the transition. I know with, for sure, with eventing, there's a lot of work for the triathlon. There's a lot. Yes. Not there's not a lot of work with all horse riding and owning and training. Um, but with the triathlon, you've got three different sports yes. to focus on rather than focusing on one specifically. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about kind of transitioning over and what that has done. Um, so it wasn't that hard in that show jumping is a part of the eventing, so I was already, you were already doing exactly that <laughs> on some level, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it is the eventing is three things that you have to be good at, and the show jumping is one discipline you can kind of focus, focus on right yeah um and you know ultimately i didn't enjoy the cross country anymore and i'd always enjoyed the show jumping so you know Amazing. i wanted yeah. to kind of just focus on that um which i really enjoy now absolutely and being wonderfully successful i love that monkey. <laughs> That monkey, yeah, monkey is appropriate, right? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, your favourite. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's the kids. Yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about Hallmark, one of your latest uh, horses that you've brought over from across the pond, and that you're working with and riding, and obviously having a, a great relationship with already. Yep, she is a very special ten-year-old Dutch sixteen-hand mare. Um, she jumped. Uh, some meter 45 ranking classes over in Europe with a younger rider and I think she actually even did a meter 50 area trial um, so she's quite experienced um, she is owned by Davis Holdings um, and I've been working with him um, with Hallmark and yeah she's just come out of quarantine about a month ago and she has just done her first couple of weeks at World Equestrian Centre. Um, it's a great that. picture. It's an amazing picture. Yeah, she's just done her first couple of weeks there and uh, jumped double clear every day. Um, and she's going to move up to the metre 35 this week. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. So we have big goals for her. Now, um, tell us a little bit about... Um, the kind of the process of getting a horse here from England and, and the vetting process. Obviously, you've got relationships over there because mm -hmm. you grew up there, which is wonderful. And yes. you kind of speak the language, yeah, um, which is very helpful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have a lot of connections, I'm sure, there as well, which is great. But yes. when you kind of start that whole process to bring a horse over, there's a lot of people who probably don't know mm -hmm. 
kind of how difficult that is with quarantine and all that yep. sort of thing. Tell us a little bit about bringing Hallmark over and kind of that journey. So I have a um, partner over there, Kate Tarrant, who I work with, who sources all the horses. She finds them all, and she actually does most of the hard work when it comes to sorting out the shipping, the vetting, the quarantine and all that. Um, so once we've kind of found a horse we like, then we'll arrange a pre-purchase vetting, um, which we do have to be quite tough on, um, assuming they pass the pre-purchase, then we'll Kate will arrange <laughs> um, to get the horse on a flight, um, and then quarantine will get booked in. Um, it's quite a timely process. Yes, and, I'm quite sure. Um, expensive process too, and not risk-free. Um, you know, they have to have lots of blood tests done to make sure we're not bringing anything over that's kind of not allowed in the US. And sometimes the blood will be fine once they leave and then once they arrive, something might come up come and then up you're stuck then. in quarantine yeah. for a month. Or if one of the horses on your flight has had something come up in their yeah. blood test, then the whole flight gets quarantined and you as the owner are responsible for paying for that quarantine. So even though it's not your horse that's the problem, right. if you're stuck in quarantine for a month, two months, three months because of whatever's going on, then you're stuck with that bill. Um, right, for sure. Anyway, hopefully none of that happens. Yes. <laughs> uh, since and Hallmark sounds like all went very well. Yes, all went well. Um, because she's a mare, she had to do the extra three-week CEM quarantine. Um, so she went to a facility that um, takes care of that, and the vet comes every few days and does some swabs and... Um, it's something I should know more about this, but it's something to do with sexually transmitted diseases that right. they can yeah. carry. Right. Um, and so they spend three weeks there, and then they get to come home. And what was it about Hallmark that you and obviously Kate that you work with looking for these horses? Um, oh, gosh, that was a quick segment. <laughs> so my question was, what was special about Hallmark? What kind of jumped out as a, a real uh, buying feature about her? So. We have Justine with us and Chris Barnard for a couple of segments. So, more. So, we're going to ask that question when we come back because I heard the Winnie. <laughs> <laughs> so stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30%, causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new, more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC. It makes a world of difference. The equine.
Wine Industry Expo, presented by Miller & Sons Plumbing, is at the Ocala Downtown Market, Wednesday, March 9th, from noon to 7 p.m. Meet a variety of horse breeds and equine industry professionals for demos by farriers, equine dentists, vets, techs, and horse trainers. With food trucks, vendors, new equine-related products, free carriage rides with the beautiful Clydesdales, and more. Join us for equine edutainment at its best Wednesday, March 9th at the Ocala Downtown Market. For more information, go to the events calendar at ocalacep.com, part of the Equine Initiative, presented by Piranha. World Class Equine Rehab Promoting Faster Recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric Oxygen Therapy and Underwater Treadmill, a Saltwater Spa, an Aquapacer, Magna Wave, a Vibration Plate Swimming Pool, Massage and Laser Therapies with Post-Surgical Care, Memberships, Packages and BOGOs. EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. Debbie and George and the staff at Gentle Carousel Miniature Therapy Horses, one of the largest equine therapy programs in the world, take teams of tiny horses to visit thousands of adults and children inside hospitals and in hospice care. They visit with families, first responders and veterans who have experienced traumatic events. This multiple award-winning 501c3 is celebrating over 25 years of service, bringing hope and peace to the bedsides of many, some who are in the final moments of life. For more information or to donate, go to gentlecarouselminiaturetherapyhorses.com like them on social media, and help them make a difference that really counts. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honouring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with a couple of our local superstars, Brits, um, that are famous for a couple different things but work together as a really, really good team brought to you by Equine Therapy International. I have Justine Dutton and Chris Barnard here in the studio. We've been chatting a bit 
about Justine's career. We're going to talk to Chris a bit more in a minute, but I'm going to jump over to Chris now and say, hey, we were talking about Hallmark. What did you think when she arrived? <laughs> she's cute as a button. Isn't oh, my God, lovely? she's so pretty. She's so pretty. No, uh, and sweet, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is. I'm, I'm excited for Justine. You know, like, she, 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 has, she has a handful of jumpers, but, you know, I, as, even as a course designer, when knowing riders, the more you can get in the ring, the more you can jump the big jumps, the more you learn. So I was... And was, you make them big, don't you? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they can be. They can be. I'm not sure if I'm more nervous when I course design or when I watch Justine. So, <laughs> you know, it's but uh, but no, it's nice having the barn. She's easy to have. She's the only girl in the barn of this, whatever, nine other boys. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the only man. But yeah. she's, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's the, pretty sure. She didn't change the chemistry at all. Like, really? none of the boys care. She doesn't care. Like, yeah. it just... She just fits in. She just yeah. fits in. Yeah. Lovely. So I was asking you before the break, kind of what was it that you and Kate really liked about her right away? Um, I mean, everything on paper. I mean, you know, she's good age. She's had great experience. Um, she's great size. Um, the right kind of type. Like, I like them kind of small and hot and blood, and that would be her. Mm-hmm. Um, she is quite hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, Kate knows my horses and knows kind of what knows I like. What you and like, yeah. you know, she, as soon as she wrote it, she was very confident. She said, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> but um, we keep in touch with our old owner, Ruby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every time I've done a show, I've kind of sent her pictures and stuff, and and I can ask her sort of advice as well. You know, what kind about bridles or like, you know how to do a set how to ride a certain line you know like mm. you know that's great she's that had so much that. experience with her she knows her so well that makes sense yeah so what's the is there a sort of a bucket list plan or is it sort of just going to kind of see how she does uh, yeah i mean that's i don't the best way, isn't it? yeah i don't i mean ultimately we'd like to be able to sort of be jumping the grand prix but you know it's kind of the journey along the way you know oh, we'd be jumping the 135s this week uh, we'd like to Maybe do the meter 35 to 40 futures pre next week if all goes well, which is the last week of WEC. Um, we're planning on going to Venice the end of April. So, you know, hopefully do some meter 35, 40 stuff. So probably stick around meter 35, 40 until, you know, I know her well. And then when we're kind of comfortable there, we'll think about moving up again. But yeah, I don't like new, right? Well, well exactly. Slow and, and enjoy the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though she knows her job and, you know, I've done enough, like, I need to, I want to make sure we know each other. I don't like to rush them too much. Yeah, new environment, new barn, new people. Exactly. They're, they're animals. Mm-hmm. They need that time to acclimate. Mm-hmm. And yes. She's got to get used to, like, total weather change. Yeah. <laughs> like, For sure. Literally, like, yeah. night and day. Like, she probably arrived and came from, like, freezing cold, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's important. So, if you don't mind, there's something I'd like to ask you about because I think this is important, and I think this is an, an important topic. Yes. And that is that when riders, we actually mentioned a couple of top riders in the first segment that actually took took some falls um, mm-hmm. in the past week, um, David Beisel and Liz Halliday-Sharp, mm-hmm. and thank God they're both okay, but, you know, obviously have things to face and get yeah. through. Something as a child that was always kind of implemented and pushed on all of us was hurry up and get back on and do it again as mm-hmm. soon as you can. Mm-hmm. Yep. As soon as you're well enough, you know, or if you possibly can jump straight back on, obviously yep. in some cases that can't. can't happen. But, you know, pony falls and things, you know, you're always like get back on, get mm-hmm. back on because you didn't want to lose your confidence. I had those naughty ponies that 
stopped at the fence quite often and quite often I went over you know <laughs> and I'm sure we've all been there yeah we've done pony club and naughty mm-hmm. ponies we know um but you know one of the things I was really impressed reading about the the bad fall that you had that you took was the fact that you really encouraged people to take their time and get themselves back comfortable and feeling okay mm-hmm. and I honestly brought a tear to my eye because I was always told the opposite and I thought how important it is for people to know it's okay to be not okay for a bit Mm -hmm. yeah especially when it comes to a head injury as well like you never ever ever want to rush anything with head injuries um and I you know certainly get back on you know as soon as you can but everyone has their own timeline there's no like okay gotta get back out jumping the big jumps gotta get back out going advanced two in two weeks like you just got to do it at your own pace what you're comfortable with so true it's mm-hmm. so true because you rush it and you're not ready and if mm-hmm. you've got nerves still and and anxiety from i know from having a terrible car accident last year what it's like to have ptsd for mm-hmm. a while after that sure. you know and still driving at times I'm, yeah you know quite often so i can only imagine you know to take a, a bad fall that riders do at times it happens you know and and it certainly isn't no sport is free of, of potential injuries. So I just think telling people to take their time and be ready, you know, be prepared and, and do it when you're ready and don't feel that pressure. Yeah, and do it in your own time. And some people might be ready in a day and some people might be ready in a week or exactly. three weeks. Right. So I think it's something that you shouldn't feel pressured either way. No. Tell us a bit about the do's and don'ts of sales for you. And I'm sure that you've run across situations where it's like you know if you say you're coming please come at the time you say or let us know so yeah. we're not all yeah. prepped and ready and then we find out you're actually two or three hours away uh, there's there's got to be some do's and don'ts for sales that are really important and also if people are paying you and trusting you then you know they really kind of have to take the hand off a little bit mm-hmm. somewhat otherwise you can't do your job right that's exactly right um but particularly the first part like just you know Good manners, like if you're going to be late, let us know. Right. If you, or if you're not going to show up, let us know. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> You'd be surprised at you know the times. <laughs> <laughs> People sometimes you know don't show up or an hour late, and you know we're busy as well. And but we we always have the horses bathed and clean and tidy and tacked up and ready and waiting, and you know. The horse is left standing in the cross ties for a half hour because you haven't shown up you know it's not fair on the horse over so that's kind of important and um just being honest about your abilities and what you're looking for and what you need as opposed to what maybe you want mm-hmm. um um and you know just when it comes to like reading ads like it drives me a little crazy when I'll post something and someone will message me like, well, can I have more information in videos when I've literally given like every bit of information you could possibly want other than the horse's favorite color. Um, <laughs> and there's six videos attached to the thing. So I guess just, you know. You know, I sure. think that we're living in a world a little bit that's a bit spoiled. Mm-hmm. So I think about, like, my horse, Sunny, that um, was with me for 29 years until last year. And I remember when I went to look at him, it was before you could even send someone a photo. Mm-hmm. When I got there, there were six heads looking over the mm-hmm. barn doors, and I didn't know which one he was because <laughs> I was looking at some bays and some red yeah. bays and some sorrels going, mm, which one? And it right. was dark, you know. 
But that was back before everybody was so spoiled with technology. Yeah. That was back where you actually had to drive and look at a horse, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And now we're a bit spoiled, you know, with videos and photos and we want more. Yeah. And we want more. And it's like, if you've got six videos and you like the horse, it's probably time to drive and take a look, you know? <laughs> right. So I do think technology somewhat has yep. got people a bit... Well, and techno- but and technology can also be really helpful. Like Very. you can mm-hmm. do your research. Like when I'm looking at horses in the UK, like you can find everything online. You exactly. know, videos from the past that they maybe yeah. haven't posted or don't want you to see. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah right. for sure. On their Facebook, like posting. Yes, you can do. Oh, I fell off the other day and broke my nose <laughs> yeah. or got kicked in the face. You know what I mean? So. We got to wrap this segment up, but Justine and Chris are staying with us for another. We'll talk a little course design coming back after the break. Stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsors of this half of the show, Palm Chevrolet and Larson Hay. Also, thank you to our supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Performance in Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Piranha, your trusted leader in insect control for 50 years. The official fly spray for World Equestrian Center. From the strongest water-based equine spray in the blue bottle to the familiar and longtime favorite in the yellow bottle. Wipe and spray, we've got you covered. If you're looking for effective plant-based fly spray, then look for our zero bite in the green bottle. Check us out online at piranhainc.com. That's P-Y-R-A-N-H-A, piranhainc.com, to learn more about Piranha's entire family of products. Piranha, it works. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. In the studio here with a couple of superstars, brought to you by Equine Therapy International. I have Justine Dutton with me and Chris Barnard. We've been talking to Justine about some do's and don'ts in buying horses. And um, don't be rude. That's the most important one. <laughs> Just remember, there is, horse people work hard. Uh, we've also been talking a little bit about Hallmark and her career and some of the exciting things that we're going to be actually following her over the course of the next few months and just keeping up with all the wonderful success. She's already had a great start here from England and couldn't be in better hands. In fact, when Alan said to me, 
what do you think about Justine Dutton? I said, go for it. <laughs> First of all, she's good, and second of all, she's Brit. So, can't go wrong there. So, um, that, I, I'm really excited about following her, and she's really a sweetie, and I plan to go and meet her now that the expo's over and I can take a deep breath so, uh, and have a cuddle, maybe take her a carrot. She would um, like that. Uh, she would, I'm sure. Um, Chris Barnard, uh, who is Justine's other half, um, they have a place in Reddick, and they work together on horses and equestrian lifestyle and jumping and all that good stuff but Chris actually is um, an FEI course designer and a very good one at that and also builds jumps and I'm going to talk to Chris a little bit about jumps and course design. Sure. Chris I've known you for gosh must be a, quite a few years I think I first met you at the Color Jockey Club maybe. Yeah. Where I met you and Justine, yeah the I think first year ran yes, probably. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah I think so and there's looks like there's exciting things happening out there. I hope so yeah. Talk to us a little bit about course designing. You do some of the top course designing, some of the top competitions. Um, first of all, tell us a little bit of, about your background. You've been a horse guy all your life mm-hmm. pretty much too since you were a little kid. Yeah, I'm, I used to mainly show in the jumpers. And then I did a little bit of eventing um, up to sort of preliminary level. Um, I obviously am English too. Um, spent it's three. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a theme. It's a theme. You should have the British flag. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the national anthem. Yes. Um, no, and then I spent just about three years in Scotland before I came to America. I came here when I was twenty, just about turned twenty-one, and worked up in Millbrook. Just a couple of years ago then? Just a couple of years ago. No, 28. 28 years ago. Um, <laughs> I'm old. Um, but yes, and so I went to Millbrook, and uh, I had um, the people that I used to work for in Scotland, they came and started to run the Millbrook Equestrian Centre. Long story short, they asked me to come and help them get started with the BHS system, the British Horse Society thing. Um, so that's how I got to be here, and I've been here ever since. I haven't gone back. Um, and then um, was lucky enough... Um, in eventing, you don't actually need um, a show jumping license to build the show jumping phase in, in event in, for eventing. So I was able to do a lot of those and sort of cut my teeth a little bit. And then about 12 years ago, I got my USEF small R license. And then uh, four, three or four years ago, I got my large R. Um, large R is a big deal. Large R, large R is a, as, as high as you can go nationally, which is good. Um, and now, um, and it's an equivalent to an FEI level one, which is the base level. And actually in May, I'm hopefully going to go forward to my level, yeah, <laughs> the level two. FEI, so that's what I'm working towards. Um, but I've just started to mix in a little bit more. I, I have mainly done, as you know, mainly eventing show jumping. Um, but the last three, two, three years, I've started to do a lot more jumpers. And I think so this year I have already scheduled um, 11 or 12 jumper, sh- like straight jumper shows. So, so that's exciting. It's sort of a new yeah. challenge. And um, I, because I did the jumpers and then I stopped riding to do the course design. Um, Justine getting back in, it sort of got me back in the jumper world. So I see a lot of old familiar faces that I used to see and and uh, been lucky enough to build at WEC. actually build there next week as well. So I've got, got hopefully, so, can do a few yeah. weeks near home. Yeah, so it's good. So that's that's sort of where we're at and what we're working towards and hopefully it will keep going. So when, let's just use WEC as an example. Mm-hmm. So you go out to WEC and you're looking at, at doing a course, kind of what is your first 
what is the first step in deciding how what that course is going to be like? Um, obviously, it depends on what ring you do. When I went, I did sort of indoor three and jumper two, so it was a little bit of the the lower classes, um, which I which I'm very happy to do. Like, I, I mean, I'll build anything. Um, hopefully, work my way towards doing sort of the stadium or the or the or the the grand arena. But um, no, I mean, I think it sort of depends on the level of competition. Obviously, the courses need to be straightforward. I like them flowing. Um, encourage everybody to ride forward, um, not too twisty turny um and obviously you know makes sense for everybody to follow um but i like to, i like them to encourage forward riding and then um and 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 obviously be safe and make sense so that, that that's what i do with the jumpers and the same with the eventing somebody asked me this weekend actually when i was at red hills what do i do different from the jumpers versus eventing show jumping and i, I think my theory is basically the same but obviously in the jumpers you have jump offs or power and speed and that's the competition whereas with eventing i think i have my style of what i what I like to design, whether it's a bending line related distance or my style. Every every course design has a style, um, and the people that I sort of grew up learning from and still do, you know, the FEI guys, Danny Foster, Richard Jeffrey, Bernardo Cabral from Portugal. I've been lucky enough to work under those guys, and they all have their own style. So you learn by apprenticing and assisting. So hopefully, some of that comes out and makes me a better course designer. So having done the the eventing, which of course includes the show jumping, and now being a, a top show jumper do you do you ever you have to be like sometimes like what was that do you ever or do you ever go wow what a course like there has to be like interaction that you say wow or you're impressed or you're like what yeah i mean not Nece- not necessarily sure. <laughs> <laughs> i don't really that often get to jump his courses <laughs> um yeah i just really don't um but you know obviously I know his style and yeah. I like and, and appreciate like it, his yeah. style. Um, she complains at home if I sell all the jumps out of the <laughs> world. Everyone, everyone always says, oh, I bet he's building you the courses at home before you come. And literally when I go down to the jump field, he's sold there's half no the jumps. jumps. Yeah. And so there's it's, like like the, it's like the barrier whose wife's horses Oh, that's exactly go. what it is. Exactly right. There's like a few standards, but no poles there. So You sold them all. Yeah. Exactly. Where's my jumps? Yeah. So, that's true. Yeah. That is true. That is, that very, is very true. true. Yeah. So do you often have to come when you're designing jumps and building jumps for people, if someone comes to you with like, very little idea of what they want you obviously have to have a very creative kind of mind yeah i mean i i don't do a ton of custom stuff you know i i can do some sponsorship stuff i mean my jumps are mainly for people to have at home it's a nice course they're aluminum most of the well they're basically aluminum standards but uh but no i mean we can customize some things but i mean i carry a whole line of stuff and um i think with ocala being so popular october november december were insanely busy for selling jumps you know which is great i mean it's what we 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 always want to work hard and 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 make a good living but but it was it was insanely insanely busy but but no the the i enjoy doing the jumps i like sort of like i say i import the standards but i make all the middles that you know the the colors and the fillers and that so that's sort of my creative side as well as the course design so they still spelt your last name wrong i spelt it to them three times (laughs) normally pretty easy like horse barn that's right (laughs) it's like barnyard without the y it probably originally was it probably you know in in england people's names were yeah yeah, Yeah. associated yeah so that that's wonderful and you're um 
you're obviously moving up in the world, trying to go up there to the. I hope level. so. Is yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like I say, I do a lot of. I can build FEI four-star eventing, um, and I can build any national Grand Prix. I can't build any international jumpers yet until I get my my two-star, my level two FEI. But I do. I would love to build a five-star um, FEI event. You know, so Kentucky kind of or yeah, yeah, it is. So, but I have to get my level three to do that. So, um, so just keep working up the ladder and keep getting better and keep learning and and, and just try and be a better course designer. And because there's always something to learn, you know. Absolutely. You know, styles right. change and and the sport changes. You know, whether it's eventing or show jumping, yeah, you know, just trying to keep up. Got to keep keep sure. changing with it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Amazing! Wow, yeah. impressive! What an impressive team they are. <laughs> We're coming back and we have another segment on the horse talk show. So. Stay with us and we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Thank you to our presenting sponsors of this half of the show, Palm Chevrolet and Larson Hay. Also, thank you to our supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Performance and Innovative Center and Summit Joint Performance. Hi, I'm Alan Davies with Equine Therapy International. Today we're at Engineered Equine Performance celebrating the new saltwater chilled treadmill. This particular chilled equine saltwater treadmill is a game changer. As you can see, the finest materials are used, the filtration system, coarse, fine filtration, no chemicals. We use UV, ozone, combination of filtration to keep the highest water chemistry standards. Being a saltwater unit, only the finest stainless steel and materials are used. That's important when it comes to longevity and cost of service over the life of the unit. This unit also has integrated massage jets with fine bubbles and coarse air bubbles for the therapy. The control system on this is Siemens industrial grade, top of the line technology, straight from Germany, but also serviceable here in the US. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the last segment of the Horse Talk Show for this week, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. A couple of superstars here brought to us by Equine Therapy International, Justine Dutton and Chris Barnard, whose name we spelt wrong, but we're going to fix it. Um, 
Wonderful to have you both here. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for coming. Um, Thank you for having us. So much about your lives, and I just think what a perfect couple that you two work together <laughs> with the horses, and and you do great things, and it's wonderful to watch you in the ring, and it's great to watch your uh, your design. Absolutely fantastic. Speaking of great events, though, we had one of those. We had the Equine Industry Expo presented by Miller and Sons last week here at the chamber, and. It was really quite something to see. It actually made it to TV20 uh, on the news. Hundreds of people actually went through the events, part of our equine initiative here at the Chamber in Economic Partnership, presented by Piranha, newly wrapped truck there, glows in the dark. Oh, my God. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> um, we actually had a Dale's Pony in oh Sydney. Uh, absolutely dear, dear, sweet horse. The, the breeder here is Elysium Fields Farm. The Dales ponies are actually an endangered breed, so it's lovely that right here in Dunellen we have a breeder who is bringing them over from England and um, having babies out there in Dunellen and loving the fact that those Dales ponies are so popular for so many different sports. Actually, they've even done some uh, preliminary eventing on Dales ponies, oh, really? believe yeah. it or not, yes. Um, we had a wonderful Pasifino stallion here, and actually the... Um, demonstration with the Pasifino was amazing. They took that horse down the um, pavement just like it was on the Pasifino board and you got to listen to the tap, 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 tap. Really amazing. And um, we had Stewie, the Arabian here. who uh, <laughs> Stewie has won so many things I couldn't list it all off. He's like regional champ, national champ, champ of everything. Um, he is amazing. That's the um, FEI stabling barn that Clayton Fredericks had delivered for us, especially for this event, one of our sponsors. Um, here is um, the Pasfino coming out, and Ali and her husband are actually breeders of the Pasfinos. Uh, second to the thoroughbreds, the Pasfinos are actually the second greatest population of horses that we have out of all 62 breeds that call Marion County home. So it's pretty neat that we have that many, and we're actually working on getting the Pasfino Capital of the USA title. Um, awarded to us. The Mayor of Ocala is going to help us with that um, because we do have the numbers to prove that we have more Pasifinos here in Ocala than any other city in America. Wow. So um, we're working on that title next. That's on the on the list. But Ali's husband is up there on the Pasifino and it was a um, amazing really to see a stallion out here with, you know, some mares and, and, and so much going on. And he just jumped right up and uh, and off he went. He did a great demo for us. And actually, that is Sylvia Zabine's um, Briar Horse standing right there behind him. Uh, 2019 Briar Horse Rico um, was actually there for a demo as well. So that was really special. Lots of little kids who had never actually had the opportunity to be around horses and ponies. Aww. That is a thoroughbred that actually belongs to Ali Demerick Rice, who is the daughter of Nick. And Jackie Demerick, who actually had a horse win the Breeders' Cup Classic and win Thoroughbred Horse um, of the Year this year, next go. Uh, that is the one and only Sweetheart, who is in the top two right now in the United States of America to be the Cadbury's Bunny. Um, so we're very excited about that. We think that's really, really uh, exciting if Sweetheart gets to win. So remember, you have to vote every single day until, I think, the 23rd when they decide will be the Cadbury's Bunny um, this year. So wonderful, gentle carousel organization. Um, there's the colors, um, carried by Poppy Moe's daughter on the quarter horse. And we had the national anthem sung by Megan Gladwell. Uh, she did a beautiful job as uh, Poppy Moe's daughter there on her horse, carried the colors before the parade. Uh, we had Lipchip here. We had Brad Bolin here to talk about equine tech, 
which is a big thing now in the in the horse world technology um, anything we can do to make obviously traveling going to shows safer biosecurity and all those sort of things are so important those are actually the top endurance riders um, on the right there jeremy reynolds is actually the number one on the long jeans for endurance racing right now uh, he and his wife heather win everything all the time that's what i put on their name tags and they thought that was amusing but they do they win the tevis cup all the time and on the left that's gail rice who actually bred medina spirit winner of the kentucky derby she was actually small breeder of the year for florida the last two years running so we had top people. That is Eddie Esparza with actually the National Horse of Brazil, a Mangalaga Marchador, one of the 62 breeds that we have here in Marion County. And he actually floated that stallion's teeth for us while we watched, and he explained the process and how that works and how important it is to um, file down those sharp edges. So um, there is the Mangalaga Marchador with Claudia Belandi of Oak Bell Farm. Uh, that horse was also part of the breed exhibit and the parade and Claudia is a top breeder of the Marchador horses here brings um, semen over all the time from Brazil and is breeding those wonderful show and trail horses um, that is Jacinta Vasquez who rode ruffian and foolish pleasure and is the only jockey to ever beat Secretariat he beat Secretariat twice Wow. And to his right, that is Jason Reynolds, the executive director of the Florida Horse Park. And to the left, Paul Kestenbaum, uh, my right-hand man here at the CEP, helping me out with the equine initiative. And there is the Pasifino in action. Um, really, really amazing to watch. This guy did such a fine job. Um, that's Ali and her husband there. They also breed Pasifinos here in Marion County. That is Abby Slaven with her BLM Mustang and Brad Boland from Lipchip. Ezra came from Nevada, same as my Mustang, was rounded up. Um, that is, help me. Was a random lady. Um, a random lady, no, that is, that is a random, that, that is Ezra, but I'm not sure who's holding Ezra, so. The lady's a random lady. She's a random lady. There is David Helmuth with his Clydesdales, and he got Heather and Jeremy Reynolds, the endurance racers, driving for the first time which I thought was super cool. I love watching the disciplines mm. swap over yeah, yeah, yeah. and learn about each other. And Heather thought that was just amazing. Oh. But uh, I think it's so wonderful because in Aiken, South Carolina, when we did the chamber there, they said they had an equine initiative and it failed because their horse people would not, from different disciplines, switch would around. not switch around and get to know each mm -hmm. other and learn about each other. And boy, I said, we don't have that problem here. No. They all, I see them all on social media now, interacting <laughs> yeah. and mixing and going to each other's events. <laughs> and there's the mayor of Ocala up there on the, uh, in the parade on the, on the hitch. Good old Kent Gwynn, he'll, he'll try anything once. In a little bit, he gets the reins. Um, and we're all loaded up in there. We're, we're just at the end of the day, just having a, um, just a great time and um, wonderful sponsors that supported us Miller and Sons Plumbing if you ever need any plumbing done small job minor fix major new system um, they are the people to talk to they support us in everything that we do that's equine related in this county so I feel like we should support them um, and there's Ezra the Mustang he was uh, he was wild a couple of years ago and there he is just trotting around downtown so um, 
great. The American paint, Natalia. Oh, Jason Reynolds got, got rounded up sign, to carry that. that. <laughs> he got rounded up. Oh, good. I'm so glad. That's great. American paint and then Everglades um, in Leesburg equipment. People, great supporters of the event. There's old Stewie with all his winnings hanging around him. Um, honestly, if you hung everything off Stewie, he won. You wouldn't see him. Um, he's a he's a real champion. And Juvia is a, a wonderful young lady that competes with him all over the place. And he is um, he's super cool. Uh, there's the Ford truck that one of the sponsors of the event as well. So, wow, it was just really, um, it was a, a great event. It was a wonderful way to um, to highlight who we are in the horse capital and how many amazing breeds we have and showcase it all so people who don't know anything about the horse industry can learn. And look, there's a little sweetheart back there. Hopefully we, next time we see her, she's in a Cadbury's commercial. <laughs> Chris and Justine, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We so enjoyed it. Next week, if you're not in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world, happy horsing around. Till the same time next week.